This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jim Miller, how you doing? Well, guys, it's good to be with you. Jock itch. That sounds personal. So I'll, I'll stay away from that. But uh, <laughs> good to be with you guys this morning. Oh, so, I mean, I guess you're kind of you're kind of getting ready to go also because your life's about to be over just like when you were a player. You're going to be in town on Sunday covering the Patriots. But I guess the first question is, from a, from a quarterback perspective, your opinion on Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones. I saw him down at the, the, the Senior Bowl all week. He won the, the Senior Bowl Player of the Year. Fundamentally, he's technically sound and throwing the ball. I think his arm's a lot stronger than what people give him credit for. He can get out of trouble you know, when he needs to in moving his feet. Uh, he's not the most athletic, but I think he can get out of harm's way uh, when he needs to. And I just think you know the hiring of Bill O'Brien is going to make all the difference in the world. You know, I, I talked to Bill, and Bill had uh, – he said there's probably about eight or nine things that he's going to incorporate into the Patriots offense that he thinks really can, can salvage, you know, just how bad they played last year. You know, the year prior, Mac Jones had a solid year, obviously went to the Pro Bowl and they were a playoff team. And then they took a step back, you know, and uh, I think we all know the reasons why, but they've got a legitimate play caller who knows who identify things. And let's face it, Bill O'Brien won three AFC South titles. You know, he's not some not just some coach that uh, doesn't know what he's doing. He's a very good play caller. So eight or nine things that he wants to incorporate. Any idea? Did he give you any hints as far as like play action, motion, things that didn't exist last year? Just to name a couple things, Jim. Like, what do you think those things would be that he would incorporate? Yeah, I, I do think a lot of it is going to be some window dressing. You know, like you said, motions, shifts, things that you can do to help a quarterback identify what coverage that he'll be seeing. And I think, uh, you know, I think we all know, you know, Bill, Bill Belichick wants to run the football. When you and I were on the same team, Corey Dillon had just an incredible year. And the, the Patriots have a good staple of running backs. I think Ramondre Stevenson, Ivan Fierce called him every bit as good as LeGarrette Blount. You know, we know how explosive LeGarrette Blount was. And then I think you'll see a lot of play action that will be incorporated into the Patriots offense that'll, that'll open up windows where it'll be easy decision making for Mac Jones. So, Jim, you're bringing in Billy O'Brien. The question I think around here more is, like, is that enough, right? Because when the season ended, it was, wow, they really need help at tackle. You know, when the season ended, it was like they really got to give this guy some weapons to find out who it is. Jacoby Myers, his security blanket is gone. Juju is in. They missed on DeAndre Hopkins. So is Bill O'Brien enough without giving him that number one option at wide receiver? Is it enough without really kind of doing much at the tackle position? 
yeah, I think they'll be able to figure it out. And Bill, you know, you can do some things that in two tight end sets, as Christian will tell you, to, to help out your tackles and, and things like that, plus the motions and the shifts and, and things like that that can really bluff uh, a defensive end that's, that's roaring off the, off the edge of the, of the offense. And so, yeah, I think he's, he is a special play caller. He can shift gears in a heartbeat and adjust and adapt uh, to what he has to work with, what they can and what they cannot do. And I think that's why you saw Deshaun Watson have a lot of success. And and when Deshaun was struggling, Bill had no problem turning into the run game. And at one point they were like 28th in the league rushing and they got to within a top 10 uh, rushing team and they willed their way to the playoffs, just running the football. Now I think Bill can scheme it up pretty good that way. Is Billy O'Brien coming in, rejuvenating Mac Jones, is that enough for the Patriots in the AFC East with Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills being the Bills? Is it enough? Yeah, I do think it's enough. I think they'll be in competition all the way till the end. You know, I I do think, you know, if if the defense plays the way it did last year, I mean, the defense scored over 100 points last year. I mean, that was an incredible group. And typically, defenses have always been strong there. They just need more offensive accountability. And I think Bill O'Brien will bring that to the table. It's a very competitive division. I'd say between the AFC East and the AFC North, those to me are the two most competitive divisions in the NFL uh, right now. And so I think it's going to come down to the end. I think the, the Patriots will be in it. The Jets certainly got tougher with Aaron Rodgers. He is a difference maker. Buffalo's got a ton of depth. I mean, that Brandon being the general manager there, that guy does not mess around in terms of depth for his roster because that was a hell of a signing bringing in Leonard Floyd uh, late uh, here in free agency in case Von Miller is not healthy to go to start the season because that's where their defense failed. After that Thanksgiving Day game against Detroit when Von Miller went down, those other guys didn't step up. A.J. Epineza and, uh, you know, you look at the other guys that are Boogie Basham and Phillips, those guys need to do a lot more. Uh, and that's why they signed Leonard Floyd. They have a lot of depth on that football team, so they'll be able to really, you know, survive because uh, if they start having a rash of injuries, they've got the depth to withstand it. So we're talking to Jim Miller, uh, uh, played for the Patriots, won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl Thirty Nine against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now host of of Moving the Chains uh, every day from three to seven on Sirius NFL Radio, along with Pat Kerwin. Um, did they screw up the DeAndre Hopkins signing? I guess by not signing him, did they miss a major opportunity there? Uh, yeah, I think he would have added. It definitely would have been a big help. He's still a true number one. There's no doubt about that. It just sounds like uh, Tennessee had a be- better offer, and that New England wasn't about to to go over that. And so, I think DeAndre ultimately wanted to sign with either Buffalo or Kansas City, but they weren't offering anything nowhere near to the two-year, twenty-six million dollar deal that Tennessee offered. I think he would have been a cherry on top, and I definitely think he would have been a difference maker uh, for the for the New England Patriots. But I think with the group that they have, they're adequate enough and they're serviceable to what they need to do. Jim, I want to ask you about the Jets. You know, the t- trend I think the last two or three years is, oh, this team is ready to win. We just need that quarterback. There's a lot of great young talent in New York. Uh, does Aaron Rodgers, do you expect it to go smoothly? Is this a team that you really think can threat in the AFC? Yeah, I do. I, I think it will go very smoothly because he's reunited with Nathaniel Hackett. They'll give him a lot of flexibility at the line of scrimmage. He knows that offense. This is the same offense he played in in Green Bay his entire career. And so it will go smoothly, and they will hit the ground running pretty quickly. 
because he's the kind of the juice that they needed. He'll be running the show. All those young uh, receivers and even the ones they added that he worked with in, in Green Bay, whether it's Lazard, Cobb, and I mean, those guys, they'll be fine. And so really, it's really about, you know, how can you keep them, their scoring down? Because he really checks a lot at the line of scrimmage, something that uh, Matt LaFleur was really hesitant to allow him to do, which he's crazy. I think Green Bay is going to find out uh, just what they, they're missing in their offense, because I don't think Jordan Love will nowhere near play to the level of Aaron Rodgers. How many wins is it going to take to get into the playoffs in the AFC? I would think 10. 10 wins is what it's going to take. It's going to be very competitive. you got to hope that you're going to split in the division with each divisional uh, opponent. It is that competitive. And then when you're facing those uh, you know, opponents uh, that – really uh, in the AFC, those are going to determine it. And you really got to make a killing out of your division. But you've got a minimum split within that division to even have a shot to, to take it. So we're talking to Jim Miller, a serious NFL radio, moving the chains, uh, Monday through Friday, 37, highly rated Super Bowl champion Jim Miller. So you talk about the you know 10 wins for the playoffs. So uh, overvalued AFC East team, undervalued AFC East team. Which one you have? Overvalued. Yeah. Overvalued is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. That's to me. They're overvalued. I think their their offensive line is nowhere near. Like we go through and do, you know, ESPN ranked Miami as a top five roster in the NFL. Pat and I went through every position on moving the chains to rank really where the, the rosters are at each position. I only had Miami in the, in the top five in, in two different categories. One is uh, obviously the receivers, you know, because Waddle and Tariq Kill are – are fantastic and really their their edge rushers and their linebacker or their secondary was the only other position where they came in top five that offensive line is nowhere near where it needs to be Tua's decision making is nowhere near where it needs to be because he's got to get rid of the ball you know though those hits like that hit by Josh Tupau uh, of Cincinnati that caused at that point that would have been his third concussion technically if you go by what the other two were I mean that was completely avoidable I mean, even his college coach, Nick Saban, said his biggest flaw as a quarterback is he doesn't know when to give up on a play. And then here we get all this nonsense that he's taking jujitsu to protect himself. Good luck with that. <laughs> Learning how to fall. Yeah. Well, Good uh, luck with that. Jim, you mentioned uh, – you, so you guys went through every single player on that roster. I'm assuming you did it for the Patriots. I'm assuming. I don't know. I didn't ask you. Did you do the yeah, Patriots? Did yeah. you do their roster? Where were they at? We did. Hold on, let me get my sheet here. In terms of the uh, the top five rankings, I had New England a lot of times on the top five looking in. Like the D line, New England's defensive line is top five in the NFL, in, in my opinion. Uh, every other category, uh, they were like just on the outside looking in. Like they'd be in the top ten in terms of their linebackers, or obviously the secondary. It hurts, obviously missing Devin McCourty, but that is a good group secondary-wise. And again, that's why they were a top 10 defense. That running back room, that's a top five running back room. I'll tell you that right now. And they're looking to add more. I think they just interviewed or worked out Henderson or in uh, Lenny Fournette, yeah. uh, formerly of Tampa Bay. So that's a good group, man. Where would you have their receiving core? Uh, receivers, they were on the outside looking in. So they were about just outside the top 10. That tight end room's top five, though, Christian. Oh. You'll have to agree with that. Adam Jacecki, that's a top five tight end room. I mean, what do you think about what do you think about Gusecki? Heard some heard some you know varying opinions of of him while he was in Miami, why he was let go, what their real opinion was of him while he was playing, why he didn't play as much. 
your opinions of him? I just think for, for him, he's not a good outside zone blocker. You know, I think he's got to get better at that, in in my opinion. He can do the leverage blocks, but he's not strong upper body-wise, say like, uh, you know, say like you and I played with Daniel Graham. Daniel Graham was a beast at, at blocking, you know, and, uh, you know, I just don't think that's his forte. He's more of a flex guy. You know, he was a volleyball player coming out of, coming out of high school, and he actually – you know, was like an all-state player. So athletically, he's tremendous. I think for him, his biggest thing is he needs to get in the weight room a little bit more where he could really be a good player in line and needs to get better at his blocking, in my opinion. Talking to Jim Miller here, hosting on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Jim, right, uh, I think I saw a coaching ranking here recently. There's a lot of love going, obviously, to Andy Reid, and, and that may gain momentum if he finishes his career with Pat Mahomes. Uh, where are you with the build discussion, right? Is it... Definitely still the greatest coach of all time. One of the greatest coaches of all time. Does he have to win without Tom Brady? Like, where are you with Bill? Well, I think he's already has one with, uh, without Tom Brady. People forget, again, that, that rookie year of Mac Jones wasn't a mirage. They made the playoffs. So I, I think Bill is who he is. He is one of the greatest of all time. Andy Reid's terrific as well. And, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, they're both going to pass Don Shula for wins. You know, it's just who's going to finish with the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think now is is an opportunity to correct it, bringing in Bill O'Brien to truly see what Mac Jones is capable of doing and if he can take a step forward. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, we know, is is incredible, and that certainly increases Andy Reid's opportunities. But, yes, I think they're both one of the greatest coaches of all time. They're definitely, you know, they're already in the top five for most wins. I mean, Bill's not too far away from surpassing Don Shula. It's just we'll see if he can uh, keep up and, you know, and winning divisions and having opportunities to go to Super Bowl because I think he's a hell of a coach. And I've been around both of them, and they're both the same. They're very competitive, they're very detailed, and they want to win. They both want to win extremely bad. So they, we had this whole discussion about, like, coaching in, in hot seat off a lose question. Give me, like, because there are coaches that are going to get fired. Like, it's just going to yeah. happen. It happens every year. I mean, because when you when you say hot seat and you mentioned Bill, I kind of chuckle. Not you, but in general, people were discussing it. Maybe because you know I have nothing else to talk about. But some coaches who are in real trouble. Like if you took Bill and put him as the head coach of the L.A. Chargers, like how successful are they? Or if you put him at really anywhere, whoever is he becomes the head coach of goes to the playoffs. Yeah, they'll have an opportunity to to win the division and go to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, the, imagine Bill Belichick with with Justin Herbert. Uh, are you kidding me? And he that defense hasn't performed nearly as high as what it should with the guys that they have out there. I mean, that defense was terrible last year. I mean, it, that defense wouldn't be the way it is under Bill Belichick and his tutelage. I can guarantee you that. And that's no offense to the to the coach out there, but that's why they're always going for it on fourth downs because defensively they've been horrible. You know, and wait, that's hold with on, Joey Bosa and so, Khalil Mack. So I thought that was just a Brandon Staley dopey like mentality. Like, oh, I trust my players. <laughs> Captain I trust my, yeah, I trust my players. He was, yeah. I thought he was well, that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, they wouldn't be in those situations if their defense knew how to play properly. Let's just put it that way. You wouldn't be making go for it uh, uh, decisions like that because you can't get off the field defensively. That would that would not happen under Bill Belichick. And that's again, that's no offense to Brandon Staley, but I mean, th- they basically missed the playoffs his first year as a head coach there due to those decisions. All right, well, he's Jim Miller. You can catch him uh, Monday through Friday on Sirius uh, XM NFL Radio. Channel 88, 
mind you. I listen to you guys all the time. 3D7, along with Pat Kerwin. You guys will be in town, what, this Sunday, right? Yeah, this Sunday. I'll start off with the Bears. I'll be uh, in Chicago uh, Thursday and uh, Friday, and then I'll head out to New England uh, Saturday. And so our, we'll have our show Sunday. So we'll be out there at practice on Sunday. Okay. Monday, Tuesday, you're going to come around, bring Pat, bring bring the brains of the operation, or bring him? Uh, yeah, Pat will be there, and then we'll be, as Belichick would say, we'll be on to the Buffalo Bills mm. after we do New England. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Uh, he's Jim Miller. I appreciate it. Uh, new member of Jock Itch, anytime you want to give an opinion, you want to, you have something, you have a gripe. It, we were going to have a kangaroo court today, Jim. Like we had a, some internal disputes that we had to handle the old fashioned way. Oh, very good. That's right, man. You got to, you know. When you look at history, there are certain ways to go about, you know, correcting, you know, disputes, right? And certainly the kangaroo court has always ruled in the NFL. Absolutely. He's Jim Miller. Thanks, Jim. We'll talk to you down the road, buddy. Thanks. I just hung up on him. I didn't even let him say goodbye.